This episode of Soul Food is brought to you by the Muslim Chaplaincy of Toronto, which is dedicated to providing prophetic care, compassion, and mercy to Muslim students at four campuses across the greater Toronto area. Support their Empower Love campaign by donating today at mcuft.com slash donate. They say just as our bodies need nourishment to survive, our souls need to be nourished as well. But the question is, how often do we feed our souls? Welcome to Soul Food, a podcast about spiritual refinement. My name is Amjad Tarsin and I invite you to embark with me on this journey inward to work on our souls. Assalamu alaikum and welcome to episode 5 of Soul Food called Work. And what we mean by work here is putting in spiritual work so that you can be elevated and you can take full advantage of this blessed month of Ramadan. So in this episode we're going to cover the description of the Prophet peace and blessings be upon him in the month of Ramadan. We're going to look at the importance of generosity and then we're going to look at the need for worship the need for worship, insha'Allah ta'ala. On the authority of Ibn Abbas, may God be well pleased with them both, that the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam was the most generous of people. So the Prophet's cousin Ibn Abbas, in this hadith, he's describing the Messenger of Allah. And he says he was the most generous of people, and he was even more generous, or he was most generous in Ramadan when the angel Gabriel would meet him. And Gabriel would meet with him every night of Ramadan and recite the Qur'an with him. So when the Messenger of God would meet with Gabriel, he would be more generous than the breeze. Now that's a description of the Prophet in the month of Ramadan and a description around the Qur'an. And it's really interesting here in this hadith to see the relationship between the Qur'an and generosity that Sayyidina Abdullah ibn Abbas, he's saying that the Messenger of Allah he would recite the Qur'an with the angel Gabriel every night of Ramadan, and he would become even more generous in the month of Ramadan than he normally was, and he normally was the most generous of all people. So it's very interesting to see that relationship, why he ties the Qur'an and recitation of the Qur'an back to generosity. And scholars say that the Prophet, peace and blessings be upon him, he was the most generous of all human beings in spirit because he was sent as a mercy to the worlds, that he would care about people, he would be concerned about people, he would want good for people, he would take care of their needs outwardly and inwardly, materially and spiritually, whether it was feeding people or being concerned about their guidance and their connection to their Creator, or it was their ultimate salvation, or if it was visiting someone when they were sick, or feeding someone, and all of these beautiful aspects and beautiful ways of caring about people and being generous. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in the Qur'an, لَقَدْ جَاءَكُمْ رَسُولٌ مِّنْ أَنفُسِكُمْ عَزِيزٌ عَلَيْهِ مَا عَنِتُّمْ حَرِيصٌ عَلَيْكُمْ بِالْمُؤْمِنِينَ رَؤُوفٌ رَحِيمٌ That a messenger has come to you from among yourselves, 
Your suffering distresses him. He is deeply concerned for you and full of kindness and mercy towards the believers. So what we should be asking ourselves in this month of Ramadan, as we're reading the Qur'an and as we're engaging in all of these amazing and transformative spiritual works, is asking ourselves the question, how is the Qur'an affecting me? When the Prophet ﷺ, when he would recite the Qur'an, his heart would become even bigger and he would be even more generous towards people. So how is the Qur'an affecting you and I? And we need to really reflect and really try to make sure that the Qur'an is transforming our hearts. And that brings us to the next point, which is the importance of generosity. The Prophet ﷺ, he teaches us that God is assisting his servant as long as that servant is assisting his brother or sister. That when you are serving other people, when you are trying to fulfill the needs of other people, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will fulfill your needs. So this is, once again, it goes back to that generosity of spirit. And we know that the Qur'an inspired the Prophet ﷺ to become more generous. So we should also be more generous. And we should think about others and give to those in need and even pray for others. If there are people that you know, if there are converts to the religion or people who might be travelers or students who don't have a whole lot of support around them, invite them over for iftar reach out to them, ask how they're doing, check in on them, and think about others. Just be more generous in whatever way is easy to you. And, you know, to highlight the generosity of the Prophet ﷺ is that there was a time when the Prophet had a valley, like a, a valley between two hills, and it was full of sheep. And there was a man that the Prophet ﷺ was trying to guide and call to God, and he was impressed at what the Prophet had. So the Prophet ﷺ said to him, does this please you to see all of these sheep? And he said, yes, it does. And the Prophet ﷺ said, they're yours. I give them all to you. And the man went back to his people and he said, my people become Muslim because Muhammad gives with the generosity of one who does not fear poverty. And that's a sign of how our generosity and being giving to others will drown out all of the negative hype out there about Muslims, all of the fake news and all of the miscommunication and all of the ugly acts committed in the name of Islam, that when we as Muslims and we as human beings, when we stand up and are more generous and giving and loving towards others, that actions speak louder than words. And when he وسلم, knew that Allah would give to him, he gave fearlessly, he gave courageously, and he gave like someone who had no fear of poverty. And that's how each and every one of us needs to be. And that brings us to the final point where really this month of Ramadan, especially in the modern age, you know, it's hard to say it because I'm sure you're probably listening to this either on your phone or your computer, but one of the things that really does happen in the modern age is that we have so many distractions. And even though these electronic devices and technology, it really gives us an opportunity to so much good, the reality is, is that at best, they distract us from being with one another and especially being alone with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And one of the beauties of Ramadan is that it gives us the opportunity to roll up our sleeves and to get to work 
and to really remove these distractions and to prioritize Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he was described that he would exert himself in Ramadan more than he would in any other month, and that he would exert himself in the last 10 nights more than he would in the rest of Ramadan. So we need to have time to really just dedicate ourselves to worship. And that's very good for the soul. And yes, it's heavy on the nafs if you stand up in prayer for long amounts of time or you read a lot of Qur'an, especially if you're not doing it with presence of heart and with a presence of mind, it can start to become difficult to continue. But we need to actually have this time where we dedicate ourselves, whether we're alone in a room or whether we're in congregation, but that our heart is focused on Allah our merciful and generous Lord, the one who constantly gives us blessings, those that we ask for and even those that we do not ask for, the one who brought us out of non-existence into existence so that we could know him and worship him and love him subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Ramadan really gives us that opportunity to see the value of worship and the value of removing any distractions. And I'll leave you with a hadith of the Prophet that really highlights the mercy of Allah and what's at stake in what we can really accomplish in this month. He said, My ummah, my community has been given in Ramadan five things that no prophet before me has ever been given. The first is that on the first night of the month of Ramadan, Allah gazes upon my ummah. And if Allah gazes upon someone, He will never punish them. So if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala looks at you on the first night of Ramadan or throughout the month of Ramadan, and He looks upon you with a gaze of mercy, a gaze of forgiveness, a gaze of elevation, then He will protect you from punishment eternally. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala look upon us with that gaze. The second is that the smell emanating from their mouths in the latter part of the day is sweeter in Allah's sight than the scent of musk. And then the third is that the angels seek forgiveness for them every day and night. That throughout the month of Ramadan, the angels want you to succeed. They're rooting for you. They've got your back and they love it when a believer, when a human being becomes closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So they're constantly seeking forgiveness for you day and night. The fourth is that Allah says to paradise, paradise where there's beauty and reward and blessing and enjoyment, unlike anything any eye has ever seen, nor any ear has ever heard, nor has ever crossed the human imagination. Allah says to this beautiful abode, prepare yourself and beautify yourself for my servants, for they will soon rest in my abode, in the place of my generosity, after the hardship of this life. And then the fifth is that they will all be forgiven on the last night. On the last night of Ramadan, everyone will be granted forgiveness. And then one of the companions asked, are these things, these five things, are they given on Laylatul Qadr, on the night of great worth that's described as being better than a thousand months? And the Prophet ﷺ, he said, no. Do you not see when a worker finishes his work that he's given his wages in full? That when you complete a job, that you are given your full wage, just like when you complete Ramadan, Allah gives you the full reward and the full wage. 
So this should inspire us to striving and that when we get our full, when we get our paycheck, when we get our reward, our report at the end of Ramadan, that it is a great reward that we took advantage of it and that we dedicated ourselves to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So that brings us to the call to action. And this call to action is based on a piece of advice that was given to me by one of my teachers when he said that one of his shuyukh, one of his teachers said to him, make sure that you have at least 15 minutes every day where you're alone with Allah. And if you can do 15 minutes, that would be amazing. If you can do 10 minutes, that's still good. If you can even do five minutes, there's good in that. Where today, just dedicate some time and set it aside and be alone with Allah and pour your heart out to Allah and call upon Allah and stand in worship whatever way you feel like you can connect your heart to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Just make time for Allah and get to work and know that the most important thing in all of your deeds is presence of heart. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us all of that and more and may he grant you and all of our loved ones and the entire ummah the best of what he grants his righteous servants. Wa sallallahu ta'ala ala sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in walhamdulillahi rabbil alamin. Thank you for listening to Soul Food. To subscribe to the show, visit soulfood.fm where you can subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, or by email. If you're on iTunes, please also leave us a rating and a review. It helps more people discover the show. 